is Fesad This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. Hello and welcome back to London is Blue. Chelsea women come from behind to win 3-1 against West Ham in their final match before the international break. I am joined today to go through the game by Tracy Brown of Chelsea Pride. Are you still riding high from your half-time appearance on the, the pitch at Kings Meadow over the weekend? Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a laugh, I have to say. No, all good, all good, because obviously we're happy it was a win, so it's all fantastic. So. Yeah, exactly. You can't be feeling too bad on a Thursday if you want, if you want on Wednesday night. And as well as Tracy, we are also joined by Harry Edwards, football writer for Squawker. Harry, how's it going? Like Joe said, feeling feeling upbeat with the win. You know, for a while it looked like we weren't going to get there, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, there were some, uh, I think, some nervy moments uh, around that that first forty minutes or so. But we'll be we'll be talking for it all today, looking especially at the debuts that we had for Eve Perisette and Katarina Svitkova last night. I think some maybe differing opinions I've seen going around about their performances. So I think it'll be interesting to see what everyone thinks about all of that. Um, finally, some set-piece goals at Chelsea Football Club. We we love to see it. And also, we'll we'll take a bit of a look over our first first three games and try and peer into Emma Hayes' notebook and, and see what she's going to be thinking about over the international break and what, and what we might have to work on. But first, but first, it wouldn't be a Chelsea match review without a three-word match review. So... Tracy, Harry, get prepared. I'm going to read a couple off Twitter and you've got, you know, a minute or so to think while uh, while I do the talking. Um, but uh, first up from Rob at RJP Journalism, set pieces matter. I think we can say that was true at both ends of the pitch last night, Rob. Uh, Hannah at Double Nutmegs got there eventually. Well, exactly. Um, Neom at Kivraw, exciting new faces. Obviously talking about we got to see all of our summer signings, actually, in fact, uh, yesterday. So that was fun. And at Christian at Christian Sheffield at Chris underscore DK underscore CFC, Guru assists again. Harry dropping the stat that Guru has assisted all of Chelsea's open play goals this season. It's a great stat until you realise there are in fact only two. Uh, <laughs> Tracy, I'll come to you first. What is your three-word match review from last night? Pressure plays off. Pressure pays off. Pays off. It does. Because we did pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure until eventually, eventually, the ball went in where it needed to go. You know, 40 damn minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definition of got there in the end. Harry, Harry, what are you going for? Um, it's it's actually, I was looking through the comments as well, and it was similar to Hannah's one. Um, it's got it done. Got it done. For, for a while, it didn't look like it was getting there, but got it done three points is three points i'll go with something similar I, i'm gonna go with i'm taking the overview gradual progress happening it wasn't always pretty last night it wasn't perfect by any means but i think we can see this team starting to get rid of some of the rustiness maybe from the summer starting to to move in the right direction um so just to run you through the match, if you somehow missed it, we are playing West Ham uh, Thursday on Wednesday, the 28th of September, Women's Super League at Kings Meadow. 3-1 win. Dagny Brunius-Dottir opened the scoring for West Ham after what felt like about 10 seconds, but was in fact three minutes, apparently. Uh, Frank Kirby equalised in the 40th minute and goals from Sam Kerr in the 58th and Millie Bright in the 62nd secured the win for Chelsea. There was even time for Lauren James to miss a penalty. 
Let's talk about the lineup. This was a surprising lineup for me, I'm going to say. So let me just quickly run through it and then, and then Tracy and Harrow, I, I want your thoughts on this. So AKB in goal, Millie Bright and Kadisha Buchanan as a back two, Eve Perisot at right back, Magda Eriksson at left back, Aaron Cuthbert and Jesse Fleming as the double pivot again, Frank Kirby as a 10, Guru Wright at left wing, Sam Kerr at front, and then Katarina Svitkova at, at right wing. Tracy, what what are you making of this lineup when you when you saw it? I was a little bit surprised. It don't get me wrong, it was nice to see some, you know, full debuts, you know, and it was. I was a little bit like, okay, I, I had a feeling there was going to be changes um from Man City. I knew we've got a big squad, there's going to be rotations. So we knew we are gonna start getting this. There's gonna be there's going to be changes. But I I looked at it and I was like, okay, can someone just read that to me again? Because and can I just mention that Marin just had the game of her life, their game before, and she's not on the score. I mean, I was literally, I was like, why is she not there? Um, yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting Marin to be there. It threw me. I looked at the TV. I must have stood there for about five minutes going, she's not even on the bench. And everyone around me was like, Tracy, can you just breathe? I was like, where's Marin? <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see a change squad were you surprised to see the changes harry did you did you think emma would be kind of looking to stick with um the team that had performed i think pretty well against manchester city no i think like tracy said i was expecting a rotation because with with no disrespect to west ham they're not at man city's level so this was a, a game where emma would have felt that she could rotate a little and test those fringe options and give give the debuts. I was but I think like you I had a bit of um we can never tell where Hayes is playing her players nowadays. <laughs> um and I think we had similar tweets, me and you Jesse, that I was looking at like, right, Svik can play wing back, centre mid. Right wing for me wasn't an option, but that's where she played. <laughs> you know, you've got Wrighton who could have been Wing back, winger. Fleming could have played deep or attacking. So I liked the versatility she had. Um, but even then, how how we lined up through me completely. Yeah, yeah. I guess it did. You know, maybe end up looking more similar to to City than I than I thought it would. But but as you said, Harry, it was the Svick Cover at right. I think I wrote out like four different options on Twitter, and none of them involved Svick Cover at right wing. So that was. But then when I kind of saw it, I was like, well, she's you know Hayes is playing the same system, so so it kind of makes sense. She played well. I mean, you know, you're looking at you know when you put someone in, you're like, okay. When I'm looking at, it, I'm thinking, oh, oh, how is she going to play? Actually, she played well. So, you know, obviously there's been so, I don't know, when I was looking at Twitter earlier, there's like so many people saying different things about last night's performance. So many. It's like a real mixed bag. Was like, I was there and actually, you know, yeah, we started bad, but we were playing really well. That second half, we played really well. So there's a lot of people obviously moaning, you know, fans are like, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I think it is, it is interesting, like, I've noticed this as well. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just generally a more optimistic person, but... I feel like it's natural as a fan over the course of the season when you watch your team play so many games, sometimes they play rubbish and win, but like you kind of forget about them because they were boring games. Like I can't tell you the number of times I've sat at King's Meadow and been like, this has been dull, we've been pretty shit, but we won. But what you remember is, you know, the FA Cup win against Arsenal, you know, when we played like a smash like three against Man City away. And then you kind of expect your team to play like that every week, but that's just... 
that's just not reality, really. Um, but running through some stats quickly, I mean, this is just this was a totally dominant Chelsea performance, really. Uh, 19 shots to West Ham's four, eight on target to their two, 71% possession to their 29% possession, 80% pass accuracy for us, 55% for them, five fouls for us, 15 for them, three yellow cards for them, 13 corners for us, one for them. But they did make theirs count, to be fair. So, and uh, Opta giving the expected goals as 2.14 to 0.2. So, Harry, pretty much in every metric, we we won out, really, didn't we? So, deserved win, I think we can say. Yeah, yeah. I think um, once we got over the slow start, it was just a case of when we were going to score. Um, we've seen games in the past like this where we haven't scored, so obviously grateful that we did. But... For a long time, it was coming. I was watching back because I had it on last night, but I was working late. So I had it the second half on in the background. Um, and I was watching it back this morning. And West Ham really didn't, like, trouble us mm -hmm. apart from the goal. Like, they got into the box a couple of times and, you know, a couple of crosses in. But there was really no pressure. It was just a case of... When can Chelsea, you know, turn it on? And eventually they did. Yeah, definitely. There, there was never really another point where I felt like West Ham were going to score. And as I say, their XG of 0.2 pretty much sums that up. But we're going to take a quick ad break. And when we get back, we'll go into all of this in a bit more detail. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, give us a shout out if you're enjoying the, the women's episodes. It's a busy October coming up at Across the Club Uh Plenty of content, Potable going to get into full force in the Premier League and the Champions League. And then after the international break, the women have, have five games in October too. So uh, there'll be lots of things for us to talk about. Um, we've got a new show as well, the famous CFC with Rick Glanville and Gary Barron. Well worth checking out. Going to be covering stories from Chelsea over the years. So if you want to get your history buff on, that's that's the place to be going. But back to the game. I want to start by talking about, or I guess like focusing on really the the debuts for Iperis and Svitkova because the Svitkova thing definitely came as a surprise for me but let's start with Perisade because I think lots of people thought when she signed that she was probably going to become a starting fullback and that it wasn't necessarily long until she would get into the team. Tracy have you been surprised Obviously, I know you were distraught that the Marin didn't make, make the squad, but were you surprised we waited so long to to see Perisay starting? Yeah, I think so. I mean, to be quite honest, just to say, we have a big squad. We definitely have a big backline. Let's think we have. When you look at our player or breakdown of players, you look at defensively how many players we have. Quite a few. Um, so there's gonna. That, I mean, if you look throughout the whole team, there's more defenders than there is anything else. Um, so there is going to have to Which be. has historically not been the case as well. No, but now it's like we've got so many, it's ridiculous. Um, so there's obviously going to have to be rotation. And I think obviously anyone coming in, you know, all eyes are on them. The pressure then builds almost immediately. It's not that Chelsea fans are that fickle or anything. Um, <laughs> you know, we don't expect someone just to hit the ground running and just be superb overnight, but we do. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I think to be quite honest, there was a lot of pressure on her. When I was looking at the stats this morning, I think they'd only rated her as a six out of ten, and everyone else was getting sort of seven and eight. So she was, it was, it was a tough night, um, it's tough first half, should I say? Just because it, we, I think we could have thrown a bus at that goal at that point, and it wasn't going in until we eventually scored. She played, I think she played okay. I think it's different when you're at 
King's Meadow. I think you've got the fans there. Um, and it's, you know, it's a first start of many. I think she, I think she'll generally just grow into the team. We've got one of the best managers in the world, as we all know. Um, it's a good team set up. I think they'll all learn from each other. And I think, as I say, the rustiness is starting to disappear. So hopefully working together, once Emma finds who her backline's going to be, and I'm not even going to try take a guess at that, <laughs> um, then, you know, we may see us settle even more. The only thing, obviously, that was annoying was the fact that we let in a goal so early. And again, it felt like it was 30 seconds. It really did feel like we'd only just, the game kicked off and they scored. Also, I felt like it happened in slow motion, which I think added to the confusion and the, just the silence around King's Meadow. <laughs> just happen. And of course, you and I hate it when we go behind because we do have that whole, if anyone sits too deep and sits behind the ball, we do have problems at times breaking people down. So, no, I think good good start. I think, you know, she's got a start now. Um, we've got a lot of games to play, a lot this season. Lots of competitions a Champions League to win, uh, lots of rotation. And Emma, Emma knows what she's doing. We have no idea. <laughs> Emma's at the wheel. At least someone knows what she's doing, even if it yes. is just Emma Hayes herself. Um, Harry, something that's, that stood out for me about Perisette, and this is a bit like small sample size type stuff, is that she's had some really strong carry numbers, right, in her, in her substitute appearances. And I think partly that comes on comes from, you know, she came on in that Liverpool game where we were just kind of throwing everything at it and she was just tr- kind of running and trying to cross in. Um, but she's obviously a player who does like to get forward with the ball, who, who has that ability. But we've not really seen the the kind of maybe end product or benefits of that. Is that just a case of her bedding into the team? What did you kind of make of her performance generally? Um, I, th- I thought like the rest of the team, she started slowly, but then got better. The one, my one biggest gripe, and it's just me being picky really is, is her, her end product. I thought there are a couple of times where I'd have liked to have seen first time crosses go in. She seemed to, to stop before ascended crossing. And I think that's probably, she's still trying to work out what runs Sam Kerr makes into the box and, and the other attackers. Um, and I think that'll come because also she she came back late with the Euros, so she wouldn't have, have had as long as some players, which is probably another reason, or maybe another reason why she wasn't starting against Liverpool, which I did expect she would because like everyone else, I thought, here we have an actual fullback or an actual wing back to play at wing back. You know, no, no. That would be too in. simple. <laughs> <laughs> this is Emma. She's not going to make it that easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's exactly what our opponents would have thought would happen. I agree. I agree that. But then again, when you look back at her performance in the Euros, actually her bombing down the wing and then first time balls in were really good. And I do think that will come with time. Um, I think it's just it cohesively the team working together to work out, you know, the best options going forward. And um, let's be fair, the amount of corners you read out and the fact that we are not doing anything with them is starting to become completely painful and tiresome. I mean, really, seriously, how many corners? Well, I mean, we're going to get onto the corners in a minute, Tracy. So you'll you'll get your time to to say your piece. Um, but 
So I watched all of um, Perisay's uh, dribbles and carries of the ball back this morning. And I think part of the reason why maybe she's struggled is is that Katarina Svitkova was playing ahead of her. This isn't to say that I thought Svitkova was bad. In the This thing, I had never seen her play at right wing before. I've gone back and looked. She didn't do it for West Ham. I don't know if she did it in the Czech Republic. I don't have the data for her time there. Svitkova also didn't start any pre-season matches. I think this surprised me as well because I was like, Eve's obviously not had an opportunity to play with this person who doesn't even play right wing normally. So, Tracy, what what did you kind of make of the decision as you saw it line up? Was Is this just being like, let's play Svitkova because we got her from West Ham? <laughs> um, maybe it was, uh, you know, Emma called her in early, said, right, can you give me any dirt before this starts? If you give me any dirt, I'll put you on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure. Um, admittedly, again, I, I'm surprised that she was there, to be quite honest. You know, she did well. But I don't know. I mean, it was one of those... Where where have you come from? As I say, that you think of the pre-season, you think of the games we've had so far, which isn't many, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, everyone around me was like, huh? Is she starting? It's like, from where? Um, look, to be quite honest, it, none of us are ever going to guess how Emma works. I can guess, I can put a team forward and get none of it right, or maybe Guru. AKB, I hope. And AKB. I mean, really, three most probably right. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think time will tell. Um, I reckon Eve's going to do really well with us. I actually think she'll grow into. I think she's going to be a fantastic player for us. To be fair, um, for me, it's just I was. I thought the, the start of the game we looked, as I say, we just wasn't strong enough. We were, everything was slow. It was almost like, you know, it's a training ground exercise to begin with. And that was everyone on the pitch, to be fair. You know, and I think we were slightly blown away when we had such an early go. And I don't think that actually helps us at all when actually someone scores against us early. We sort of go into this weird try too hard and everybody then tries too hard. Um, but, you know, our new players are going to bed in. I think they will bed in. Shock, whether we're shocked by if they're starting, not starting, and if they're definitely starting in positions... We never thought they would. The chances are Emma may never play her in that position again for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's the thing. I could bet on that. I could yeah. happily it get good odds on that. I say, it literally a good odds that she will never play her in that position again for the yeah. rest of the season, ever. And it wouldn't surprise me. I yeah. saw her, she just gave her dirt. She was like, okay, this person does this, this person. Who are you really good at marking? Oh, okay, okay, well, we're just going to pop you there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, and maybe it was just like feeling like she knew West Ham's system. They they switched back to their back three, which they obviously played last season, um, and they've been playing a four so far this season. So, but just on Svitkova, Harry, does this mean like she's ahead of Canaridge? Do you think in the pecking order right now? Because if you'd asked me who would come in for Lauren James, and I assume this was Lauren James, it's a managing minutes thing, I I'd have said Canaridge. I don't think she's ahead. I think this is. Like Tracy saying, more about her knowing West Ham, but particularly her knowing the WSL. You know, she's she's played played she's played in these matches before, and I think it's just a better a better pick. Um, I don't think she'll be above Canterbury over the over the season. I think it was just this game early on. Like if this 
I know it's supposed to be this season, the first game of the season, but if this was to be played just before Christmas um, and it was like being rotated, I think Canterbury would come in then. I don't think, or I'd, I'd be less inclined to think that Svitkovar would start. Certainly not there. You know, I I would have had a central midfield, but it worked. So <laughs> <laughs> It did work and she, she got an assist. So, um, yeah, yeah, it did work. And I guess that, that might be it as well. You know, like I was talking to some people about it last night and obviously these things just do depend on, on what you want your wide players to do. And, and if, you know, I mean, Svitkova's pretty evenly footed. I think she takes like 60% of her touches with her right, 40% with her left, which is pretty good, really. Um, but, you know, she obviously was kind of looking to put crosses in and things like that. Uh, but speaking of Kanarid, we got deb- we got a cameo from her. We got a cameo from Yelena Kankovic later on. I definitely felt like the substitutions, including, you know, Beth England came on, Neve Charles came on, Lauren James came on, made us a lot more dynamic. I don't know whether it's just these players felt like the pressure was off, like we were 3-1 up by then. Um, I did think it was notable that Beth got the biggest cheer at King's Meadow last night, just walking around the pitch to get something in the first half. Tracy, just on Beth quickly, she's a player who's obviously like so well-loved, but still seems to not be able to get into this team, even when she puts in kind of 20, 30-minute performances like last night. She was solid when she came on the pitch. She absolutely was. I agree. The, the substitutions made a huge difference. The energy level with the substitutions went up. Um, yes, I think um, she ran down the tunnel to get something or go to Lou or whatever she landed up doing. And yeah, she got a screaming cheer when she got near us. Um, she was great when she came on the pitch. You know, we've all been having conversations about, about Beth. She didn't get into the England, the Lionesses team. And, you know, that risk of wanting to leave to get full-time football. She should be playing to get back in the England team. None of us want to see her go. We all absolutely love her. And she was fantastic when she got on the pitch. She gave 100% for the time that she was on. Um, and actually speaking to her at the end, she was, she was really annoyed, really, really annoyed that she didn't score. And it was playing on her mind. That's how passionate she was in just that small amount of time that she was on the pitch. Um, you know, we debate every game of like, you know, we want to see Beth start. We want to see Beth. We don't want to see Beth on the, the bench. She's, she is massively loved by us all at Kings Meadow. So, you know, she's listening to this. You can't leave. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I understand you want to play football. Um, she's got a lot of talent. She's a massive amount of talent. Um, I would try and give her more time. I mean, we've got a lot of games this season. I think she will get her time to shine. But when she was on the pitch, she made a massive difference. I, for one, would have to see a score, though. Yeah, I think she will get minutes this season as well. And I think if anything like last night is to go by, I feel like she seems in a better place to take advantage of those minutes. Because I felt last season that she did get minutes and she didn't necessarily take advantage of them. And and that was part of the problem. It did feel like you didn't walk away from games and saying, wow, maybe Beth should start the next game. It was kind of like, oh, that was a bit (laughs) disappointing. Um, Whereas this was like a lot, a lot better. But uh, Harry, any one of the subs who's not Beth England, because we've just talked about her, who who stood out for you? Again, like apart from her penalty, I think Lauren James, you know, shows 
that again, Emma knows what she's doing. You know, she didn't play her much last season. She needed to get back up to speed. She needed to get all the injuries and the fitness problems that Man United did her. They need to get that out of her system. Um, and it's not the first time Emma's done that. She did it with Jesse Fleming as well, had a quiet-ish in her first season, then played a lot more last season. Um, and it feels wrong to say this because obviously she's benefiting from Vanilla Harder being injured. Would would she have this this role if Harder would be fit? I don't know. But she's definitely taking the opportunity. And again, like I believe I agree with what you said that she didn't start against West Ham because it was just a case of managing minutes. Um I think she's gonna make it hard for Hayes to, you know, drop her when Harder does come back. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see because I definitely feel like we've kind of got a a sketch of an ideal starting eleven, or I kind of do in my head now. And I would probably say you have a front four of Kerr, Wright, and Kirby and James. And then what happens to Penelope Harder? Like I don't know. We still don't know what that mysterious first Liverpool lineup that never happened was because that had all of them in. Um, so maybe that was just the vibes lineup. Uh, but just some quick quotes from from Emma on on the subs, especially. Uh, they were brilliant. She said. So hard to get into this team. It's so hard to perform at the same level week in, week out for everyone here, but especially the new players because they're having to learn so much. I'm really happy for them to make their full debuts and the players who came on from the bench. Bethany England, what a reaction response and performance from her, especially after being left out of the England squad. I think she showed an absolutely tremendous attitude in the way she approached the game. You can see the depth we've got for us to make the sort of changes we can make and still maintain the momentum. Whether it's Lauren or Beth coming into the game, Kankovic or Canrod, the latter two likes Fitkova and Perisic, they're just starting on their journey here. They're really good players and I look forward to their futures with us. I think that sums it up perfectly, <laughs> really. And we definitely feel way more stacked than we have in the past couple of seasons, so that's good to see. Let's talk about set pieces. I'm going to start with the shit bit because it came chronologically and also then we'll feel better. Tracy, I'm I'm coming to you on this one. This is kind of a Kadisha Buchanan fuck-up, really, isn't it, in, in terms of letting it go for a corner and then... The marking of the corner was also like, I tweeted giving Brynja Stotte a free header at a corner might be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a Chelsea defence do, genuinely. Like, she's massive and really good in the air and really good in the, the penalty area. But is this just a case of not being switched on, Tracy, at the start of the match? Uh, 100%. We just, I think we had a game plan and it definitely wasn't, oh, oh let's have a goal scored against us in the first couple of seconds of a game. I just don't think we were ready. I do think genuinely we just were switched off. Um, I can't imagine what was going through Emma's mind at that time. Because as you say... Lots of swear words, I suspect. Yeah, Kingsman went silent. I mean, you couldn't hear a pin drop at that point. I think we were all looking around at each other in amazement. And it just comes down to not being in a position, not marking who you should be marking, let's be fair, and just not being switched on. I mean, luckily for us, it didn't obviously affect... The, the end results um, but we need to so the moment that whistle goes and I'm not even going to talk about how bad the ref was um, we should be obviously concentrating 100% I'm sure Emma as much as she was happy with you know players on the pitch I'm sure back in the training ground the first thing she wanted to deal with was that goal and, and it, I, I'd be shocked to see something happen in that same light again yeah, tweet from at Harry Edwards 16. Chelsea women didn't concede from a corner last season until March and just twice all campaign. They've conceded 
won in their third game of 2022-23. So it's normally something we're we're pretty good at, but I think, yeah, maybe this one we'll just have to put down to a little bit of laziness. But the good news was, was that we somehow managed to score two goals from corners ourselves. Um, last season, using Statsbomb data, we ranked first in the league for shots from dead balls. 55 shots we had from dead balls last season, only scoring two goals, ranking us joint eighth. So we've already matched last season's set-piece goals total, Harry. How, how important is that, that we're, we're starting to score or hopefully getting back to scoring from, from corners and other set-pieces? Very. Obviously, you want to... Um... <laughs> You don't want to rely alone on the set pieces, but there are times where defences like West Ham, you know, can be so good at stopping you from open play that you need someone um, like with jumping headers, like Millie Bright, that's going to be a danger in the air. You need to make the most of that physical prowess at the back sometimes. And it was so frustrating to see so many of the corners, particularly in the first half, just going nowhere near a Chelsea player. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 there's still a lot to work on. Um, but I liked the, the, two, the two goals, they, Kerr and Bright's goal, they officially counted from corners, even though Kerr's one, it went back out before going in. But they both come from different kinds of corners as well. Um, Kurz was passed out to Svitkovar, who's crossed the ball in, and then the the mess in the box. And Bright's one was more direct. So it's nice to see more than one, you know, tactic working, which is going to be important across the season. Because if you just have one tactic, teams are going to see that. Like, they know what we're doing. That's all you need to do. You stand there, you stand there, defend this, easy to stop. So as yeah, as well as working on defending, I would like to see maybe a few more routines attacking-wise, as long as they work. Yeah, I mean, Millie had another free header, which I thought she should have scored from from a corner as as well in the second half. But obviously, Tracy, something that was kind of interesting around around these set pieces is normally we have Erin or Guru or someone taking taking the corners, but it was even and Katarina being used. Is, is that... Do you think that's part of why they were maybe in the team, maybe there to, to mix that up? Because, I mean, Erin Cuthbert, God love her. I adore her so much, but her corners this season have been dog shit. Yeah, she doesn't need to do any more of those. <laughs> she sorts it out. Um, as you say, normally solid at that point. Um, it, again, I agree it's good to mix it up and actually it's good to mix up the players as long as it works. I'm not a fan of short corners. Really, and obviously, yeah, you can work different patterns and different ways of playing, but I'm not a fan. Um, when you get that many corners, we should have more goals. I'm sorry. I mean, you look at the ratio of how many corners we had to, to how many goals we scored. We need to be putting at least more pressure on from those corners. You know, there still needs to be shots on target. We do have in, we've got two people in, Millie and Magda, who can both score well from corners and actually are, can be very good set plays and you think sometimes we're just not getting that ball directly and where it needs to be I think again I think that's a work in progress throughout the season definitely going to have new people taking um set pieces so but yeah I think maybe Erin just and, and I got she was solid she was all over the gas she was she was everywhere um yeah maybe just take a break you know just just hang your 
boom us up on corners just for a little bit. Just Sometimes you just bit. get in your head about these things, don't you? And I think, yeah, it's, it'd be understandable. <laughs> it'd be understandable if you hadn't taken a good one in a while that you start to overthink it. Um, but Harry, these these girls are all pretty scrappy. I think some of them I'm going to have to put down to bad bad West Ham defending. But but what did you make of our attacking attacking from open play? A lot better than the Liverpool game. <laughs> That's um, a very low bar, but <laughs> yes. okay, glad we cleared that. <laughs> um, I feel like I said, like it's games like this that we've struggled in the past. Um, and against Liverpool, it was we weren't ju- we just weren't creating the chances. Whereas now we were creating more chances and we were taking them. It was just like Sam Kerr hitting the post, hitting both posts. That was just that's just luck. I was just gonna say the one where she heads like past. Sissoko and then hit the post. That one. Yes. Painful. <laughs> it would have been such a nice goal as well. It would have been so beautiful. It really would have been. It was just so unlucky. I think, again, it was like, okay, same old, same old. We're sort of trying to get the ball to go in and there's like there's a magnet in that goal sort of going, no, the ball's not allowed to come in here. Um, it did feel like, you know, our luck needs to maybe change a little bit. Uh, even though, as I say, we did win, but we could have easily won, to be quite honest, five six one. To be fair, if we'd actually got those chances in the back of the net. Yeah, this leads me on quite nicely. Um, I, I want to talk about it's obviously international break time. We've seen three Chelsea games. We've got two weeks. Um, something that I think, Harry, and, and I guess this ties into maybe what we we're just talking about about attacking from open play is, I'm not sure about having Frank Kirby behind Sam Kerr. Obviously, she's now in this 10 role. It kind of works for England, but I feel like those two aren't quite connecting in the way that maybe they did when Kirby was out on the right. Harry, what what do you make of that? Is that something they just need the time to figure out, do you think? Yeah, that was one of the things that I was surprised about last night is that out of the two, and just going back to speak for a sec, she was playing more advanced than Kirby. Kirby was dropping deeper. Um, but on the Kirby partnership alone, um, they've not, you know, we all love the Kirby connection, you know, um, I'll give you a stat away from, they've been stuck on 29 goals, like being linked together since the FA Cup final against Arsenal. So since then, they've not combined for a goal yet um, since. I know obviously Kirby had their timeout, but there's something just not clicking. I don't know whether they're, Maybe they're trying too hard to find each other, or um, I noticed Kerr goes out to out wide a lot more, but Kirby's now not filling that that gap in the middle. Perhaps, like you said, because she is playing a bit further back, she's not playing almost as a partner. Um, yeah, I'm not. I really can't can't explain why though. It's just it's bizarre, <laughs> you know. It's um, Something that does need to change because once those two click again, you know, I think the whole the whole attack just just clicks. Um but fingers crossed against against Everton after the international break, we'll get we'll get Kirby going number 30. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um I definitely think it'll be an interesting one because as I say, they're clearly way too clever and too good for it not to not to work out at some point. But here's what Emma's had to say about our season so far. Uh, I think our football's improving. That's one challenge set forward for the team. We want to improve, especially against the top teams. We had 60% of the ball on Sunday, large part of the ball today. We grew in confidence. I'm just disappointed we could have 
won by a bigger margin. I think we're probably where we should be after three games. There's a bit of rust sometimes in the performance, but we're trying to evolve and add different bits, and I'm starting to see that. It's not always about just winning. We want to win and improve. That's all of our motivation. I think the players have probably left the pitch having enjoyed the game, and if we can win and enjoy it, then happy days. Tracy, looking back across across the first three games, what have you made overall, and, and what areas do you think we should be looking to improve on? Um, first game, let's not ever mention that again. Um... <laughs> because it was appalling. Um, we forgot that we were coming back to play football. I just think we were all still on holiday. Um, Man City, we do love beating them, don't we? Um, we definitely... <laughs> it wasn't difficult to improve, really, <laughs> on the first performance. Um, so obviously, yes, you could see there was a, a vast improvement and we do tend to step it up when we're playing the likes of City. Um and again, I do feel like we again improved. Um, completely different setup, completely different team. Um, for me, <laughs> you're sort of going to know where we are when we play Brighton, because you know that's the team we don't like playing. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, I think I think you can see the progression. Um, we've been. I think, I think we've just had a really slow, sluggish start. Um, we definitely should have scored, I reckon, at least six um, last night. I actually think we could have scored a couple more on Sunday as well. But the bonus to Sunday is the clean sheet. Actually, we we played really well and kept a clean sheet. And I'm gutted that we didn't get that last night. Um, I think it's time. I think, we've, as I say, we've got a big squad. Um, it's working out the best squad. Um, Emma will know, I think, mostly in the back of her mind, who she's going to have, say, a main squad for league games and cup games. I'm sure she's already got something going on on where she thinks we should be. But there's definitely been improvement. I think we need to be better in front of goal. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're at our best when we're all running forward. You, 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 just the whole atmosphere, definitely when we're at home, is very different when we're literally attacking. When we attack and it works, we can be formidable. Um, I just feel that rust, once that rustiness is gone, um, I, I think we'll be back to you know everyone stopping talking about the negative and just talking about the positive. Yeah, and I think we've had some some really good attacking movements that haven't worked out. We've had ones that have, you know, that opening goal against City is like a fantastic team goal. I think. Um, so hopefully, yeah, as as just kind of the players get used to it is a new system. You know, if the people have moved about, um, people's positions have changed. Even Guru, like, she's constantly impeccable, but she spent last season at left wing back and she's further forward right now. So, you know, all of that stuff's going to add up. But just to wrap up on the on the West Ham game, players of the match. So we put out a tweet. Um, Fran Kirby won our poll uh, with 63.5% of the vote. 11.4 for Millie, 20.2 for Katarina Svitkova, which really surprised me, but... Go you Svitkova fans. Erin uh, getting some shouts in the comments as well. She got the BBC's one. Uh, Tracy, I'll come to you first. Who, who would you give your player of the match? Um, Fran was very good. She has been great, though. I mean, she's been great. You know, again, she's been great the last two games. Everyone's been great the last two games. Um, um, look, I'm always going to say Guru if she's on the pitch. <laughs> guru, Guru, Guru. Um, um, but actually, I think, yeah, Fran was good. Actually, I think Erin put in... Uh, a lot of work um, in the middle of the pitch. And I don't quite think sometimes people realise just how much running 
Erin actually does on the pitch. She's normally all over the place. Big shout out to, to Millie, though. It's fantastic to see Millie score. Um, something we haven't actually touched on. So I would say Fran, but I just want to say something about the fact of the penalty, which we obviously haven't mentioned. And I don't know if you was planning on mentioning it, but as much as I love Lauren and she was fantastic against City, I would have given the penalty to Jesse, who scores them for fun for Canada. That's just wanted to get that in there. But yeah, Fran, all the way, fantastic performance. Yeah, there was quite a fight for that penalty. Um, I think Beth initially picked it up and then Erin and Jesse kind of wandered over themselves, you know, with a little glint in their eye. But eventually Lauren walked away with the ball and I feel like she probably got a bit of stick in the changing room afterwards for how crappy the penalty was. But, but I think Jesse should have taken it. That, that was yeah. me personally. It was a strange bit of sentimentality. Normally, we don't do things. No, like I was really that. surprised. Um, we were all looking around at each other, thinking, "Why this?" We normally it's grab the ball, take a penalty. I mean, the order is very clear, yeah. but obviously, with Marin off the pitch, Fran off the pitch, no Penila. This is a shame. It was all the free for all. I think of the penalty from from Sunday and how incredibly well that was taken. Um, everyone needs to sit down, who thinks they can take penalties, and watch Marin. Literally yeah. an hour of watching Marin taking penalties is what everyone needs to be doing. I agree. I agree. Harry, who are you giving as your shout for player of the match? Well, I was one of the 20% that voted for Svikva on the Twitter Oh, here we go. Um, Here's the Svikva so fans. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with that because perhaps it was slightly, you know, aided by the fact that I didn't expect her to start, didn't expect her to start there. But I think after the slow start, she was really good. She um, pressed quite a lot, always seemed to be the person in the box, you know, when the ball was out wide, um, filling the gap when Kerr was dropping deeper. Um, reminds me, not not that I'm comparing them, but the runs that we used to see Lampard make for the men's team, the late run into the box. Um, not saying that she's ever going to have that influence or the, that... Um, know the amount of goals but it was nice to see her always there and there were a couple of times where she forced some um, West Ham mistakes and won a corner with a really good tackle right in their area um so I was just really impressed with how how she started for for her first game for for Chelsea if she wants to be half as good as Lampard we are on to an absolute winner by the way (laughs) so that is fine (laughs) (laughs) we'll take 50% of lamps that's all good absolutely yeah I don't really know how to, who to pick for this. Um, I might go a bit left field. She did make the mistake for the goal, but I thought Khadija Buchanan had a really good game and I really enjoy have enjoyed seeing her start to grow and get a bit more comfortable, I think, in this defence. And um, Vivian Asai was really buzzing around and making herself irritating and I thought Khadija Buchanan dealt with her very well where... You know, maybe against Bunny Shaw on at the weekend, she struggled a bit more, and we're starting to see more of her kind of bringing the ball out from the back and and driving into midfield. And I really enjoyed watching that, so I'll give it to Buchanan. Actually, um, I'm looking forward to seeing her as she settles, actually, because I think you just said it when she when she's coming out of defence, when she's moving into midfield, she's lightning quick. To be fair, um, and I think once she beds herself in and gets a bit more confidence, um, definitely, you know, with the way our league is, I actually think she'll be fantastic. Um, she def- you can see even the improvements already so I it will be interesting to see how that, that continues 
Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, we're heading into the international break now, as we said. Uh, no England call-ups for, for Beth England or Neve Charles, but otherwise, it's pretty much everyone going away. Um, I've not seen anything about Penila, but I assume she won't be going with, with Denmark. She is um, still going, apparently. She is still going. Obviously, there's a couple of weeks until they play. They don't play straight away. So, but yeah. Every other league has games at the weekend, yeah. apart from us. There's Continental Cup games, yeah. so that's why we're off early. Um. But Sam is uh, playing at King's Meadow, amusingly, if anyone wants to go and see Sam. Uh, Australia are playing South Africa on the 8th of October. Some other good games as well. This is a fun international break, I think. Uh, Germany, France, Spain, Sweden, Norway, Brazil. Uh, the big one, England, USA. Uh, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, France, Spain, US and um, England, Czech Republic. Okay, so you've just decided to leave Welsh women out who play on Thursday night. Massive game, needs to win. I will be in Wales for that game, screaming on Sophie before I'm back at Wembley for the Friday night. Um, I can't believe you left Sophie out. That's a massive game for the Welsh women. Do you know why I fucked up? It's because I just Googled women's international friendlies to get the fixtures, and obviously it's a competitive fixture. It's a massively um, important competitive fixture, yes. So. So, Tracy, I don't need to ask you what you're particularly looking forward to then. <laughs> well, well, I'm in Wales for the Thursday night. I'm going with, with a couple of uh, the Chelsea Women Supporters Group lot. And then we're all going, obviously, to Wembley uh, for a massively competitive game um, of the Lionesses v. the USA. That is going to be epic. Sell out crowd at Wembley. It's going to be a fantastic night. Yeah, I can't wait. Harry, any of the international fixtures you're particularly looking forward to? It's same as you two. It's really boring, but it's. I think this is a good chance to see where England are at against the, you know, the all-conquering USA. You know, they're not been as good as they have been in the past, but they've still, they're still that final boss. And <laughs> we need to know what we're going to do with them if we play them next year at the World Cup. I love that. I love that description of them. Yeah, I'm. I will be at Wembley too. I'm looking forward to it. Um, just a couple of quick bits of admin to finish off. Uh, tweet from Molly Hudson, who we obviously had on the pod over the weekend. Um, have been meaning to post this for a while, but Chelsea fans wondering where Alsu Adelina is because she's not been in the squads, although she has been around Kings Meadow, if you've had your eye out. There was a low move plan that fell through at the last minute, so there was a plan for, plan for her to get game time and develop elsewhere. Um, but obviously that's not happened. Um, table, as we head into international break, we have cheekily snuck our way into being joint top by virtue of having played an extra game so it's now Arsenal United Villa and us all on six points City still have zero points um <laughs> so that's fun uh, I don't know I'll be back next week uh we're not going away even though it's the international break because we will find out who is in Chelsea's Champions League group going through the teams previewing Chelsea's chances getting through this year I personally am just very glad that we're in the same um Band as Wolfsburg, so we cannot draw Wolfsburg in the group stage. Um, <laughs> so that's good news. But that's everything for us today. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Harry. Really appreciate you giving up your time to come and chat to us about the game. Um, we'll be back on Monday, obviously. Until then, you know what to do, Chelsea fans. Keep the blue flags flying high. <laughs>